0: Welcome to the Lex City Church Podcast. To learn more about the ministries of Lex City, please visit lexcity.church. Take one. How are you? How are you? Good. I'm so glad to see you. Tell me about um, how your mom or dad would describe you. I'm fun. I'm mm. very silly. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Caring. I'm a really hard worker. She's a doer, and when she sees a need, she will do it. I'm really kind and smart. My mom says I'm a good artist. I'm nice. Mm-hmm. I talk a lot. Mm-hmm. My dad and rather say I'm a good singer. At your house, what do you hear your mom and dad saying most often? get off the couch come over and do the dishwasher (laughs) oh go clean your room oh hurry up hurry up And you need to do your laundry i'm not warning you again be quiet why because we're really loud who took this who ate that why'd you do this why'd you do that they um, hug me. They yeah. say we say goodnight and I love you before mom. we go to bed. My dad says no. That's like <laughs> right. all I hear. Okay. And, and my what's your mom? mom says like hurry up. What have you done productive today? To unload the dishwasher. To clean the table. To wash the dishes. My mom said that like it's not bad to be different. It's <laughs> good to be unique. Slow down. Take it one day at a time. My mommy always tells me to hurry up. Clean your room, do your chores. No, we're not getting (laughs) Chick-fil-A. No, you can't have a soda. Remember to bring your lacrosse stuff to lacrosse practice. Clean up your desk. How did you not find that? That was right there! (laughs) Is Is that how it sounds? Oh, boy. What do you think if I ask your kids... What the thing that you said the most to them would be, what would be the response of your kids? (laughs) I'm not sure I would ask that. What would you like the response of your kids to be? This is the thing my parents said the most. See, today we're gonna talk a little bit, again, the context of colors and how it relates to our impact on children and our kids. But what we're gonna hopefully see today is it has less to do with our kids and more to do with really about us. As parents, and grandparents, and uncles, and aunts, and coaches, and teachers, and and mentors. The condition of our heart is so important in the context of how we relate to children because the Bible is so clear that the words that we share come out of the essence of our hearts, and every day we choose the words that we use in the life of children. Luke chapter 6, verse 45 says it simply this way. It says, The good person, out of the good treasure of his heart, produces good. And the evil person, out of his evil treasure, produces evil. Here's the key. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. See, the heart condition is so important for us for generational impact because why? Out of the abundance of the heart is what the mouth speaks. The NIV translates it this way. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. The message says it another way. You must begin with your own life-giving lives. It is who you are. Not what you say or do that counts. Your true being brims over into true words and deeds. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Today, what I want to challenge you with is difficult because it's not just simply a matter of just manipulating and changing our behavior. It's not simply as easy as, I'm going to give you five key phrases you need to learn today for every color. Just repeat these phrases. It's greater than that. It's what we talked about last week, right? This idea of of our temperaments and how God has uniquely created us and the power to speak to others in the words they need comes from a heart that's been transformed. We, We talked about Last week it was the it's the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives within us that produces these things of love and patience and understanding. That the key again is not to manipulate and manufacture behavior. The key only comes through a manifestation of Jesus Christ living in your life. Because what we're gonna come and talk about today doesn't come easy. You can fake it for a while. We're about to head to summer. You're going to be 24-7. You cannot fake this halfway even through June, all right? This has got to be something the Spirit of God does in our hearts and through our hearts that we can speak those words in such a powerful way. So as we think about this idea, part of guarding our hearts, I think for us, is understanding this thing is generational. We we all grew up in families. And all of our families, our parents and families of origin, had expectations, right? Right? Unwritten rules. These were the things that you just needed to know as a kid. So I want to take just a moment and have you process it. What was the expectations for you as a child? What were the unwritten rules? Like in my family, this. Or I know this. I mean, think about that. That's an important question. You may not process it all today. Now, because it's generational, now take that and say into our own families, if you're a parent... Our grandparent, what were the expectations, what were the words, what were the unwritten rules that we had as a family? Are they the same as your family of origin or, or were they a little bit different? I wanna to propose to you today that the value of this series is I really believe your temperament has really driven some of those expectations. Those expectations of a red parent is different than the expectations of a green parent. And on and on we go. So this idea of just wrestling for a moment, what are the things I have been communicating to my children, spoken or unspoken, and the things that I have? And the beauty of this all, right, is again, I think having a better understanding of who God has uniquely wired us to be gives me insight into how my temperament or how I'm wired really impacts those around you, especially children. Somebody once said this at temperaments. Children are the purest, until the world tells them different. And we play a big part of that. So these moments when we're struggling to connect with our children, we're struggling to motivate them, what you're going to experience over these next some months of summer in June and July, can I encourage us, let us not just always default to the thinking that it is a them problem, when it may be actually a me problem. Maybe God wants something to show me and grow me over these next months. The book of Ephesians reminds us, again, of our parental responsibility and the impact of our actions and our attitude and our tone. Here's the key one when it comes with our children. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Again, you'll find all these things. If you go to lexcity.info, all the sermon notes are there. There are some things today you're going to want to follow along. But here's what Paul says. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Fathers... Do not exacerbate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. It gives me my responsibility, and then it tells me how I should go about this, right? My responsibility, my God-given responsibility, is to train up a child in the way of the Lord. It's my responsibility. It's not the government's job. It's not the school's role. It's not even the church's responsibility. It's my role, right? I'm accountable for that. I'm a father, and I'm a father first, and I'm a pastor second. That priority list in that order is very significant. We see throughout the scripture, when that gets flipped over, we have problems. King David. King, he pampered his son Absalom, if you remember this. And Absalom begins to rebel against this. David was not a good role model at this season of his life and his kinghood. And Absalom rebels, and it eventually cost him his life in rebellion on the battlefield. Eli failed to discipline his sons And they brought disgrace to his name. They brought defeat to the nation of Israel. Go all the way through the Old Testament, right? uh, Isaac pampered Esau and his wife showed favoritism to Jacob. And as a result, their house was divided over time. Jacob showed favoritism to Joseph. And it nearly lost his son at the hands of his own brothers. Here's what I just want to remind you today. That parenting is not easy. (laughs) Even amazing men and women in the scriptures struggled with this area of parenting. A plus B does not always guarantee C, right? And we wish that with our kids. But there's this free will and there's things that we bring into this. And so it's not a set formula. But Ephesians 6 warns us, like, this is our responsibility. Let's not default this to anybody. It's your job. It's your joy, your privilege, your legacy to to raise your children and parent them in such a way. But it also says we need to be warned at this. That one thing that never works towards training your children is if you provoke your children. Paul later writes this in the book of Colossians. He says it this way. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger lest they become discouraged. Right. So the opposite of provoking your children we're gonna see today is encouraging your children. And we do that through the words that we choose. And don't miss it. You choose the words you use. It's a choice. And the things that we say. Proverbs 12:18. The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise bring healing. Big thought for us today. When you speak something, you unleash something. And in the lives of your children, that's so true. When you speak something, you unleash. We, we all know that. We've experienced that in our own life. We've had things spoken over us that have unleashed some things some extremely positive, and some extremely hurtful. For some of you, there is still part of who you are that is being defined by something that was spoken over you as a child. And you still carry those messages, even years and decades later, that's there. So what I wanna remind you today is is what we do today, what we're gonna talk about today matters. Because words echo in a child's life into adulthood. And so in order to help us think about our words and the things that we do today, uh, we want to talk a little bit. Here's what we'd like to do in our time. I want to go back and give you those four temperaments, and we want to talk about what those felt needs are of each temperament, and then I want to give you some phrases that are helpful that build into that, and some phrases that are helpful to avoid when it comes to that temperament that's there, because again, the word spoken into a child echoes into adulthood. Proverbs fifteen four. Proverbs is full of so many great thoughts here. It simply says this. A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. The words we choose and the words we have, they can either be a tree of life or they can break or squelch a spirit. If we were using the Colors Bible translation, which doesn't exist, but here's kind of what it may say in the context of our last four weeks, right? Kind words that speak to our innate temperament needs they are like a tree of life but negative words will crush the spirit and squelch your god-given temperament so we're going to look again at phrases we can say that will help and 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 ones we should avoid now let me just tell you what's going to happen because you're going to be like me we're going to go through these and you're going to be like holy cow i said that one That one. (laughs) I have ruined my kids. They are scarred, need therapy for life. They're never gonna amount, you know, all the shame, all I mean, literally, I'm like, oh, I have said that one. When I'm frustrated, I react that way. Can I just remind you this? That the grace of God extends even to our children. And the beauty and the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives, and and a prayer that I could just encourage you as, as parents and grandparents for your kids is simply this. God, what has been truth, will you just confirm it? And where there are lies, will you give them freedom? God, will you fill the gaps in my parenting? When I have said some things that have been hurtful. When I have said some things out of anger and frustration, God, will you just protect their hearts? What's truth resonate and what's lies, just may it go off like water off a duck, right? Those are the moments. And the beauty is God loves your children. And the grace of God extends to them. And so, don't beat yourself up. Here's the beauty of it: whatever you have, you can change from today. And today matters. Your kids can be out of your home, but you can repackage how you talk and communicate to them, even today, and it speaks into their hearts and speaks into their innate needs. So, every day matters, and it begins today. And maybe some helpful things to do that. All right. So that's where we want to go. So let's start for ten. Let's start with those amazing reds, right? Uh, how many of you have reds in your house? You know them from get-go. Kindergarten, they were organizing nap time, right? Had all the mats out by color, coordinated in shapes. Uh, grade school, they, recess, they divided the teams. Had it all worked out? I mean, these are these wonderful achievers reds that you have. So here are the innate needs. If you have a red, just keep these in mind. Let me give you, an, and define them again. In Lexity.info, I've got these written out so you don't have to write crazy. Loyalty. Being prioritized, knowing that, they, that you have their back. Sense of control, everybody pulling their weight, following the plan, right? Everybody's gotta do their part, it's a red, right? It speaks to their needs, appreciation, being valued for their unique strengths. We're not careful, we don't value their unique strengths. And last one, credit for work, being valued for their contribution, all right? So here are some f- phrases to avoid when dealing with a red child that just go against their innate needs, see if you can see how they fit. Here, here's one. Stop telling other people what to do. You don't always have to be in charge, right? This, these are the words of a green parent to a red child. Because we, we cannot believe they're saying these things. And we have mistaken bossiness for leadership. Right? It's not the us. It seems about, no, it's great leadership. Now, listen, we're parents. I'll say Now, all of these things, these are not giving license for your kids for all these things, right? In red, we're, all, we're gonna have to talk about timing and we're gonna have to talk about not being controlling and we're gonna have to talk about tone. But we wanna be reminded of this in the Beauty of Red. For Red, seeing a need and stepping into a need is not a bad thing. We need to affirm that in our kids and, and validate those things. Other things. Don't question me. I just need you to do what I say. You ever had one of those in the red? I mean, these are the words of a parent, maybe even a blue parent, who's just been wore down. Every decision is a conversation, right? We're battling to see where we're gonna go on these things. And, um, and he have this idea of you're just growing wearier, right? You just wanna say, listen, if I wanted your opinion, I would ask for it. So just, just follow. You know, and you got the, because everything they have a thought on that you go, right? Crushes it. Just keep quiet. Submit. You get the idea. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Here's another one. You're not ready to do that by yourself yet. Ask for help, please, next time, right? This is a blue parent who values safety and control and order, and yet you have a fearless child. They have no idea how to do whatever they're going to do, but they're just going to do it anyways, and they haven't thought a thing about it. I, I love about red children. Listen, I say this. They're often wrong, but they're seldom in doubt, you know what I'm saying? They're like, I can do it. No idea. It's the beauty of, of who they are and, and where they go. Now listen, here's what I want to remind you. If these kind of responses are your default response to your red child, can you understand what Proverbs said? If you're not careful, you're going to crush their spirit. There's nothing to be fixed here. This is a God-given innate drive that they have. So what are some things that we can do that, that build into the spirit uh, of a red? A couple of th- questions. Couple comments, something like this, right? You answered Mr. Smith so confidently. You're great at talking to adults. You got a red child; they're amazing. I got to spend some time with them just the other, one other day. Great conversationalist. I'm like, how are you thinking of all these things? And they're just amazing. You're so confident. Encourage them, right? Uh, other people might buckle under that kind of pressure, but not you. You are always up for the challenge. I love that you're fearless. I love that you have grit. That's going to take you so far in life. Just affirm these things with them. The teen needs a leader like you right now. Right? Don't back down. Don't become less. They need you. You're awesome. Step into the gap. Let's do this thing. We'll figure out how to do it kindly, but step into the gap. Right? Here's what I want to remind you about Reds. Right? Appreciate their confidence and their willingness to put themselves out there. These traits are going to drive you nuts when they're a child but they're going to serve them so well when they're adults. These are the people that you want to lead. These are the companies you want to work for. These are the folks you want to follow in life. And so it's going to take a little more of you out a parent as a parent, but just build into that. It's Reds. Anybody have blues at home? Got some blues? Yes. You're the smiling ones. These wonderful, organized, motivated children who think and think and think and overthink about everything they do. You'll love it. But, man, their rooms are clean. Uh, they follow the rules, which is a great thing. But there are moments if things aren't done perfect and they're not quite to their own levels, right, there's this discouragement that comes that's felt so deeply. So let's talk about innate, innate needs of, of blues. We're going to keep moving on. Here we go. Safety. This is a big one. Being able to trust their surroundings and their relationships. Think of that, safety. Sensitivity, being understood. They want their emotions and their thinkings validated. You don't have to agree with them. You just gotta hear them and validate them, all right? Blues will be the biggest temperament that always feels misunderstood, so it's a felt need. Support, being offered and provided help. So you have an inward thing, sensitivity, right? I I need to do that. And then you have this outward part of support. And the last one, space and silence. Having time to decompress, process, and think. If you have a blue, this is the world you live in. That's so much. Now, because they're so reflective for parenting and grandparenting and mentoring blues, we got to remind, because they're so reflective, all of the words have greater weight. Because they're going to think about them. They're going to think about every syllable that you just said. And they're going to ponder and stew over these things, all right? So think about them. These are why the phrases and the words we use can cut so deeply to the innate needs of a blue because they're very reflective of what they do. So here's some things to avoid saying to a blue, right? Why are you crying? Uh, you can be overly sensitive sometimes, all right? Just stop. It's not that big of a deal. Get over it. You know, you can imagine, imagine our poor blue children with our red parent, like, Please, are we done yet? You know, move on. Green, like I'm feeling bad because you're feeling bad, you know, and now the whole family's crying and we don't even know why. And you know, the yellow is just like this is entertaining. Can I put it on TikTok? You know, they have all these kind of things <laughs> that are going. And, and so here's what they're so just uh, don't say this. Of course, you had to find the one mistake in the whole document, right? Green parents, are you serious? Relax. It's one one little mistake in this whole big thing, right? The paper's good enough. It's not good enough for a blue. There's a perfection. And so don't dismiss it. But the idea like there's something wrong because you found it. Uh, next one. Rules are meant to be broken sometimes. Just loosen up. You have a blue? They're sitting in the car. How fast are we going, Dad? Like, oh, but I love, you know. Uh, they just, the, this idea like just relax. Uh, here, listen. Because blues tend to have high justice, black and white thinking in what they do, so when you don't follow the rules, you are proving yourself to be untrustworthy and at times they lose respect. Ugh. All right? That's why it's important to them. It's a respect issue and it's trustworthy. All right? So things that can build into the strengths of blue, right? Things like this. Hey, thank you for taking this situation so seriously. I mean, I had no idea there were 10 layers of this, so thank you for thinking about this at level. But really validating. Like, this is important to them. They've thought through these kind of things. Uh, things like... I can tell you put a lot of time and effort into making this excellent. Validating for your blues, your children, that they went above and beyond, and you notice that. Thanks for not just doing good enough. Thank you that you value excellence. Third one, uh, do you want some extra time to think about it? I mean, unless we're in a drive through this is a great thing to say. <laughs> Have you been, my wife's a blue. Taco Bell, it's the same, either the hard shells on the outside or the inside. It's the same three ingredients. And we ask every, so what's in it? Babe, it's the same thing. It's either on the outside or it's a Dorito. That's the only thing they've added, all right? But, you know, you do need to just take some moments and say, listen, do you need some extra time? I know your process. Do you just need some time to think about it? They may evaluate them, all right? So if you're going on a summer trip this summer, could I just encourage you, if you have a blue child, the earlier the notice for the blue, the better it is, all right? Because they want to think, security, safety, they want to think about it. They want to plan. They want to figure out what this vacation, how it's going to impact their social life and things that they've got going on. So when a yellow mom just says, trust me, it's going to be fun, they're going to be like, uh, no, fun and safety are found in the details. I need to know what we're doing, right? And you're like, just get on, it's going to be great. And they're like, you, you get the idea, all right? So let's move to the next one. Again, we move green parents, right? Green parents, let me just tell you what you're going to need to learn. You're going to need to learn the definition of procrastination. Uh, that's just, would you just, if you can learn this, it saves it all a lot of time, right? There's this window of time, all right? Blues move at the start, greens move at the end of that window of time. And hey, it's all going to work out somehow at the very end, all right? And now here's what's going to frustrate you, is that most of the time for your green children, it does, in fact, they do it really well at the end, and it just drives you nuts because they're like, "Hey, guys, it. okay, we'll figure it out. I'll get done. There you go." So just know this, all right? And um, that frustration that comes because it is in the midst of all of this stress, man. They are as cool as the backside of the pillow. They're just like, "I got this, man. You no know big thing. We'll work it out. You get it. So let me give you some felt needs of the greens, right? Real quickly. Uh, Harmony. Everyone getting along and everything going smoothly. Does it sound like your summer? (laughs) Number two, feeling of worth, being valued for their unique strengths. Lack of stress, the absence of conflictive or combative words. Or respect, being asked for their thoughts or their opinions. So where reds may be thought of as bossy, greens tend to be thought of as lazy. And when you push, now listen. Depending on your temperament with your children, I was going to tell you right now. When you push, they're going to shut down on you. When you push and demand, it's just going to, it's going to go the opposite. So here's some demotivating words uh, that to avoid things like this. Do you even care? Will you please just show some energy, some emotion, something? You know, it's this idea, right? I remember because I'm a green. If if you're new. and uh, I remember it was my uh, coaches in football and in basketball. They're like, Brian, like, you're the team captain. Can you just get a little fired up and excited about it? Can you just, you know? And I'm like, I, I thought I was. <laughs> I mean, what do you want? You know, but it was just like, can we just get a little something out of you? You know the challenge that's there. Um, other things to say. Why don't you ever have an opinion of your own? All right? To your green children, listen, they have an opinion, They've had an opinion the whole time. It's a pretty strong opinion, but they're just gonna wait because the thought is this. If you really respected me, you would ask for it. If I have to interject it, that means you really don't value my opinion. So just, you know, do you ever have an opinion? Third one. Um, what have you been doing all of this time? You haven't gotten anything accomplished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so, because here's the challenge. Like feel green, like you, you already feel a little bit lazy and undisciplined. You know that about yourself. So they internalize questions like that as shame and the fact that you're disappointed in them. So have you done anything? It, it feels that way, right? So words that build up the green and words they need the most because the thing that a green needs the most, right, is confidence in the things that they'll. So here's a couple of them. Uh, you're a kind and caring leader for your team. Thanks for always meeting their needs, all right? recognizing a leadership quality that is different, but it's not valued very much in our culture and time. Thanks for your kindness, thanks for caring, thanks for thinking about team first, along those things. Second one, you're an important part of the team, we wouldn't see succeed without you, right? Here's what you're gonna love about your green child. They don't have to be the star of the team, they just gotta know that you know that they valued and they added something to the process. That's all, just acknowledge, recognize, see me along those things. Uh, third one, your quiet humor and quick wit is one of my favorite things about you, right? So this is this idea of, again, I see, I notice you on this. Now, if you have green kids, I'm just going to tell you what, if you are a red and a blue parent, they're going to drive you crazy, right? Because you're just going to like, what is it? Here's If you can help them find what they are excited about and find purpose in what their calling is, you're going to watch them flourish, They're motivated only when they are interested. When they are not interested, there is zero motivation along those things. So if you can help them find that, what a difference. Fourth and final one. Oh, gotta keep rolling. Fourth and final one is our rays of sunshine, our yellows that are there, right? The child who started talking early at six months and hasn't stopped since they're 16. You know, on and on they go. They've never met a stranger. There is never a dull moment with them in the room. They have been invited to every birthday party of every kid in the school and you're like at $15 a shot, you're gonna put me in the poor farm, right? They want a birthday in 150, they are just loved by people. So here are some of their innate needs. Quickly, approval, being liked for who they are without needing to change. Hear that, acceptance, that's there. Acceptance, being invited or included. Now again, uh, approval and acceptance may sound the same, but they're different, right? Approval, Approval is an inward thing, and acceptance is an outward thing. All right. Internally I feel valued, outwardly I feel accepted. Uh, number three, attention. Having your full focus, especially eye contact, being present. Did you have a yellow child? And as a child you'd be talking and they turn your head. Daddy, look at me. Daddy, look at me. Right? They they gotta have, they gotta lock it in. Even today, eye contact is there that's so important. Attention, affection. Being noticed and acknowledged, physical touch, many times for yellow is so significant along those signs. Now, here's what we need to be reminded about yellow, right? Since with our yellows, since confidence fades quickly with yellows, negative words can send them into a tailspin quickly. It's a fragile confidence they have, and if they hear negative from people they care the most about. So their energy level and all of these things, their need for attention, it, it can be draining at times, many times, and it can be exhausting. And out of that exhausting, draining point, things like this, we're not careful, come out of her mouth, right? Shh. Just stand next to me and be quiet, right? Why can't you be like your sister? She's reading a book. And the yellow's like, yeah, she's a blue. Of course she's reading a book, you know. And here we go. You know, and on and on. But you, you know, right? So just, here's what I'm saying to you. Just be still, you're embarrassing me. Just stop. You're embarrassing Get to the point, please. I don't have all day, right? The story and on, and now it's the rabbits and squirrels and, and if we're not careful in the midst of that, we just get to the point, right? You're, here's what we're saying, you're annoying me. What you think is important isn't important to me right now. Can we just get to the main point? Spirit squelched. Uh, now, you're just showing off, right? You're just showing, you're, you're so selfish. You just have to be noticed all the time. Jesus wouldn't have to be the center of attention in everything he does, right? You're wrong. It's ungodly. Squelch yourself. Can I just remind you of the yellows, listen, this is not something to be fixed. This is something to be celebrated, how God has uniquely wired them for that. They're the joy of life. They are a gift of people. So I want to encourage you with your yellows, just nurture that in your child. Affirm their energy And affirm who they are. And watch, you'll see their their eyes brighten, sparkle in their eyes, and it'll light up. Some things that will help that. Statements simply like this. You are an absolute joy to be around. You're just a blessing. You're just so fun. Thanks for being around. You bring something to our family. You tell the story, right? Your stories are always the best. Now, they're never true, but they're always the best stories. You're great at this. Share a story. And away you go, all right? I'd uh, say your man. You walk into a room full of strangers, and you come out with new friends. Like, how do you do that? It's absolutely amazing. Listen, the yellows—they're going to be your, your great evangelists. They're the great inviters to your church. What I love about yellows is they never say no for somebody else. It never hurts to ask, right? They just say so. They do everybody, anything. Why they just fearless and they just love to know. They have this great curiosity about people and they love to know their stories and it's so disarming. So I want to encourage you, open the windows, let the sun shine in and embrace your yellow because it's such a gift. Proverbs says it this way, Proverbs 15, four. A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. We choose the words that we choose to use. It either builds up or it breaks down. Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Parents, when we speak something, we unleash something. What are you unleashing into the lives of your children? What's the very favorite thing your mom and dad have said to you? That they're proud of me? Yeah. They say you're gonna do great things one day. I love when my uh, mom and dad like say I'm awesome and cool and like they love me. I like to hear like, good job, well done, congratulations, stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's I love you. Really? I really like that. My mom says I'm special sometimes. Yeah. And my dad says I'm really hard worker. Well, that must make you feel very valuable. It does. Mm-hmm. She says like I'm beautiful, smart, pretty and stuff. Yeah makes me feel nice and makes me feel more confident and positive. What's the nicest thing somebody's ever said to you? I'm funny and my teacher says I have a good imagination. Someone said I like a really nice personality Mm -hmm. and that I can be really respectful. Your smile is contagious. One of my friends said, like, you're the best person in the world. Really? How did that make you feel? Like somebody really caring about me. Yeah. My coach, I I love him because yeah. even if we don't win or don't have a good mm-hmm. game, he'll be like, "You guys did good," mm-hmm. and he'll tell us what we did best and what we need to work on. My teacher, she doesn't yell at us, and she says, "You did it right," and like it makes me feel so happy. Yeah. That I did it right instead of doing it wrong. I like hearing good things about myself from someone else. My mom always tells me that, like, I'm the most determined. So that's always stuck with me. Like, if I have a project, I just remember, like, I'm the most determined one. Mm -hmm. If I actually want to get this done, I can do it. My dad tells me very frequently, and my mom mom tells me this a lot, too. I'm glad you are my son. Mm -hmm. I just love that. Thank you for listening to the Lex City Church podcast. If you would like to support ministries of Lex City, visit lexcity.church/give. Please subscribe and follow us on social media at Lex City Church for more encouraging teachings and content.